All of a sudden, it looks like um, smart money says the Bank of Canada is going to raise interest rates again tomorrow. Um, remember, they pushed pause a few months ago and said, hey, we'll just wait and see how things go. But uh the economy took off a little more than they had anticipated in the last report, uh, up over 3%, I think. Um, so now they're saying maybe we need to do a little bit more. And the expectation is the announcement from Bank of Canada tomorrow is they might raise rates yet again. But what is the way, how does this end? Where do we go? That's one of the questions we've talked about a lot, right? And there's still a lot of speculation as to how this ultimately is going to end this inflationary period and how we're going to get things back under control. Um, so that talk of a recession seems to, <laughs> when you've got um, the economy going along at a better pace than anticipated, the talk of a recession goes away a little, but it's not gone. A lot of people still say, no, that's ultimately where we're headed. And some people, including our next guest, say, you know what? That might be exactly what we need. That might be the way that all of this gets back to something we consider to be normal. So we're going to chat with Henry Sue, who is an economist with UBC. Henry, thank you for joining us. I appreciate you being here. Thanks so much for having me, Shane. Okay, so when we talk about a recession, let's define that. Basically, what we're talking about is uh, a, a certain kind of economic performance over a certain period of time, right? It's clearly defined. Yeah, I think that um, most of us um, in everyday use would think about a recession as a period where real GDP, so that's um, the amount of economic activity that we're doing on a daily basis, when real GDP uh, shrinks for two quarters in a row. So that's, I think, a pretty, you know, standard yeah. uh, definition. Yeah. And when we talk about recessions, it's common. I mean, that that's part of almost the economic cycle. We see them quite regularly. I mean, not every year, but every 10 years or so, we go through a recession, usually. Yeah, that's about right. Certainly the amount of time that we see in between recessions changes from time to time. Like back, um, you know, back when we were really young in the in the seventies, early eighties. You know, you'd get a recession, let's say, every five years on average. But you know, nowadays, because uh, central bankers and policymakers and in, in at the levels of federal and provincial government are better at their jobs from an economic standpoint than they used to be. Nowadays, we usually only see a recession every ten or so years, which is a a, a good thing. Now, given the position that we're in now, there's been talk for probably more than a year now that, hey, this is going to end up in a recession. Can we avoid a recession? Can we have a soft landing? All this sort of stuff. In terms of bringing this hyperinflationary period that we've gone through to an end, a recession would do it, right? Um, This idea that there is a strict causation between recession and bringing down inflation, uh, I don't believe that there would be any economic theory that says that one thing must happen before the other. I would say certainly from historical uh, historical standpoint, statistically speaking, those two things are highly related. When recessions come about, inflation comes down. But that's not to say that the only way to bring inflation down is to bring about a recession. And of course, that's exactly what the Bank of Canada and other central bankers around the world are trying to do, is that they are trying to bring about a soft landing, so to speak. Yeah, so when we're talking about recession, let's talk a bit about the bad side of it here and why it's not just, well, let's just go into a recession and get everything reset. There's a real downside to recessions. People get hurt, legitimately get hurt, correct? Absolutely. I think that for the vast majority of us, um, a recession is something that is certainly not a good thing. I would say for the vast majority of people, 
recessions uh, hurt them. And for a significant fraction of the Canadian uh, workforce, for a significant fraction of Canadian households, a recession can be devastating. It can plunge you uh, into unemployment. You can lose your job. And for some folks who experience long-term unemployment, it becomes really difficult to get back into the workforce and to bring about, you know, stability to uh, their household income. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, so we don't want to look upon it lightly, but when we talk about how we got here, I mean, if you take a look at where we've been with years and years and years and years of really, really low interest rates, uh, and we've got this really unusual employment situation in Canada right now with almost zero unemployment, I mean, the conditions are not typical, right? Like, for lack of a better term, could a recession serve as something of a reset? Um, Recessions typically do serve as a reset. Um, There is um, good evidence um, in economics that there is a a so-called cleansing effect of recessions. Mm -hmm. There is, you know, there's turnover, um, economic turnover, businesses fail, businesses are born, you know, workers lose jobs, workers gain jobs. That happens on a daily basis um, in the Canadian economy. There is this natural turnover, this natural, uh, you know, death and rebirth. This is part of um, our economic reality. And what happens in recession is that this cleansing effect is certainly amplified. That is true. Um, so where we are now, and we, you know, we saw the GDP for the last month annualized, uh, I think it was 3.1%, if I remember correctly. So clearly we're not in recession territory at this point. What do you think happens next week, next month going forward with this Bank of Canada and the overall economy? I mean, what, what's, what's the best course of action for us here? Well, yeah. So, I mean, the Bank of Canada's sole job in life, the thing that they, that that institution is obsessed with, their raison d'etre, the reason why they exist, is to keep prices, you know, price growth low and stable. So the idea that we've been through the past, you know, year and a half of unusually high inflation, this is very much outside of the norm. This is something that the Central Bank of Canada and central banks around the world despise, you know, High inflation is not something that, you know, we're not alone in this here in Canada. Uh, inflation peaked at around, you know, 8% last year in Canada, peaked at 9% in the U.S., peaked over 10% in the euro area. So this is something that's affected the whole world, um, and this is something that the central bank is uh, hell-bent on bringing down. It will be a mm-hmm. long road. It won't happen overnight. Um, you know, the preconditions that created this high inflation episode didn't happen overnight either. And so we are going to see, you know, a period of elevated uh, interest rates. Um, you know, bor- you know, the cost of borrowing will be higher than we've been used to over the past 20 years, and this will persist until inflation comes back down into a range that the Bank of Canada is comfortable with, which for them is a range below three percent, right. between one and three percent annual inflation. So that's where, you know, that's where we're headed, and so we should expect. We should not be surprised if the Bank of Canada were to raise their policy interest rate tomorrow or, if not tomorrow, in July. Tomorrow. Okay, gotcha. Henry, good stuff. 
Appreciate you being here. Thank you.